8.07 and on a Wednesday it's always lovely to welcome Cruz McCallaghan and I'm always kind of excited to know what she's going to be speaking about and today I was, I just thought, hmm, she's going to be speaking about what it means to be a slob. So good afternoon <laughs> to you, Cruz. Um, it, made me, it made Sadia. me think, um, yeah, I can understand. I'm just wondering whether I'm going to identify with any of these things. So... <laughs> So what inspired you this week then, Cruz? Well, I will I will not flatter myself by saying this, but I do not believe I am a slob. <laughs> I don't think I am. Um, I like, I'm not a particularly organized person, even though I'm forced to be every day. Uh-huh. But um, recently, after um, picking up my husband's pants from the floor for the probably 300th time this week, <clears throat> I said, in a jest, in, in jest, don't be such a slob. And um, and I realized I hadn't said that word in a while. Do you know what I mean? Do you ever get that when you yeah, rediscover yeah. a term or a word? And I was like, what a good word, slob. <laughs> it's such a good word. It just says it all, frankly, it doesn't does. it? It does. <laughs> it's a brilliant word. <clears throat> and so I started thinking a little bit about slobs and being a slob. And of course, there's two ways you think about the word itself. So if we look at the etymology, it's a person who is lazy and has low standards of cleanliness, right? So that's Mm -hmm. somebody who's being a slob, expects other people to clean up after them. Mm -hmm. Or to slob as a verb, you know, behave in a lazy and slovenly way, as in like you were slobbing around, which again, fantastic word. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was thinking about this a little bit um, and about this idea of being a slob and equating that with when we, we talk about being messy. And I always remember um, this quote of that came up. Um, I remember when I was a child, I saw it. I didn't even remember where I saw it. And it was a cluttered desk is a mark of genius, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so I was kind of thinking, well, where's the line, right? Where mm-hmm. do you go from, is my husband cluttered a genius if he's yeah. <laughs> leaving his pants on the floor? I don't think that makes him a genius. He's a genius in many other ways. But... <laughs> That part's not. And I sort of thought, what is it, this this difference? Because for me, I'm like, I look at my environment, I hate stuff on the floor. I always, like, pick up things off the floor and just put them up. Even if there's a pile of stuff up, I want it to be up. I don't want stuff on the floor, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of having a bit of a think about it. And I came across some really interesting articles and science and research around being a slob, mm-hmm. being messy, and what it means. So firstly, there's, we talk about this kind of messiness idea and clutter idea, which we're kind of living in this age of like celebrity decluttering, right? You've got Marie Kondo and you've got like mm. all these different TV programs. And like, I, I am a complete convert. Like, I love it. Like, I, <laughs> I live to have more seamless storage and organization in my home. It just seems like it just makes a huge difference to my mental load as a person. Yes. I, I definitely see the benefits, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Um, because I'm not necessarily a particularly organized person otherwise. Um, and I, while I don't like dirty things, I, I, you know, I don't mind if things are a bit untidy, especially with having small children. <laughs> you have to kind of let that go. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is very interesting. So we have this sort of decluttering craze going on around the world at the moment that was, you know, started by Japanese tidying aficionado Marine Kondo, as I mentioned. And there are charity groups around the world are reporting, like, massive increases in donations of things because people are getting rid of all the things in their house that don't <laughs> spark joy. It's a very different dynamic to, like, mm. you know, that kind of um, 
post-war baby boomer generation where you held on to things because you didn't know if you'd have more things. You really saw the value in having things. You know what I mean? And now people have this kind of minimalist idea. But clutter can really affect our anxiety levels, our sleep, and our ability to focus. It can make us less productive, um, which can trigger coping and avoidance strategies that make us more likely to snack on things that are particularly not particularly nutritious and watch a lot of TV shows and so things anxiety like that. Anxiety comes often in. About, right. Yeah, absolutely. Often watching TV shows about other people decluttering their lives. <laughs> this makes it um, worse. <laughs> but of course, like it might seem harmless enough to have bursting piles of stuff, but research shows disorganization and clutter can actually have a cumulative effect on our brains. Our brains like order and constant visual reminders of disorganization drain our cognitive resources, reducing our ability to focus. And I do find this, like if I'm finding it very hard in my office, for example, I don't, I don't have an untidy, messy office, but I find that if my desk, if I'm finding it hard to focus and my desk is just a little bit cluttered, it doesn't have to be much, it could be a cup and some papers, that just giving it a bit of a tidy can really like mm. allow me to keep focusing. Because clutter can make us feel um, stressed, anxious, and depressed and can increase the levels of um, stress hormone cortisol, for example. And this is also apparently is quite common in mothers um, whose home environments are cluttered because, of course, I'm, I, I can speak from experience that when it feels like your responsibility is you were the one causing the clutter and also you will be the one tasked with tackling the clutter, it can be a bit draining. Um, and it can fit, a cluttered home environment can lead to constant low-grade fight or flight responses, which tax the resources designed for survival. So this is kind of an interesting thing in terms of this. So clutter might have also implications for our relationships with those around us. Um, for instance, uh, a study in the U.S. in 2016 found background clutter resulted in participants being less able to correctly interpret the emotional expressions on the faces of characters in a movie. And so I can understand that. Because you're if too I'm busy in my looking house, at other watching things. Watching a film and yeah. you're looking around yes. at all the clutter. Yeah. It's very interesting. So they have found that people uh, can tend to produce more stress hormones when surrounded by, by clutter. Um, and that they also say that tidy homes have been found to be a predictor of physical health. So participants whose houses were cleaner tended to be more active and have better physical health, according to a study. However, I know, I know people on every spectrum. I know people who are not particularly active and have perfect homes. And I know people who are absolutely the epitome of human peak performance in <laughs> athletics who have incredibly untidy homes. So I think it's um it's a bit of a it's a bit of a spectrum. Now if we look at this idea about like messy messiness inspiring creativity, it's quite interesting. So there was a study from the University of Minnesota that found disorderly environments seem to inspire breaking free of tradition, which can produce fresh insights. Orderly environments, in contrast, encourage convention and playing it safe. So that's kind of an interesting idea. Um, I wouldn't say that, I think it's a bit of a, a funny mix of both, but it seems to fall on either way. And they've also seen that messy people can be quite creative. I think you have to be, because if you can't find any of the stuff you need to look for, you're going to have to be resourceful mm, <laughs> anyway, right? Mm, mm. Um, and they also have a tendency to be more open, um, which is very interesting. Um, they also see that um, messy desks can belong to efficient people. So your boss might expect you to have a very tidy desk, but that doesn't necessarily make you more efficient or productive. On a messy desk, the more important urgent work tends to stay close by and near the top of the clutter, 
while the safely ignorable stuff tends to get buried to the bottom. Mm-hmm. So I suppose that's also a method as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have had like co-workers in the past who have been incredibly untidy in their desks. And I thought, how can they literally, they've had to carve out like a little archaeologist, a little <laughs> nook to do their work in because there's so much stuff, but actually they're incredible at their jobs. So it's quite, um, it's quite an interesting sort of sense in that. Um, and they always say that messy people kind of, uh, there's other things that messy people have advantages of. And apparently they have, they don't tend to sweat the small stuff. So um, a lot of people who are a little bit messier apparently realize that, you know, you can just let it go. Like what's, if the mess isn't really hurting anybody, what's the problem? What's the point of stressing over crumbs under the table or a few papers in the corner mm. um, in the big picture, which yes. is very refreshing. I wish I could think that way. <laughs> they also say um, that messy people are spontaneous and flexible because they thrive in chaos. They can kind of roll with the punches mm-hmm. and they don't freak out about that kind of thing, which is which is also very interesting. And of course, people who, who like a lot of order um, can feel very overwhelmed when plans go awry and things don't always work out but i suppose if you're living in a bit of chaos chaos is your modus operandi you'd be okay in it um and they say so this is really interesting so another thing they say about so that's some of the the um other benefits they say one of the benefits this is um i found a very interesting article on some reasons it's better to be a slob Mm-hmm. Um, so they said one of them was, and this I don't think I could do, Sadia, is the idea of never making your bed. Oh. And I don't know if you recently heard this, but there was this, it was in the news in like quite a few mainstream news channels, which surprised me considering the state of the planet. But it was a <laughs> survey that was done of um, single men in the UK, and they found like over 60% of them, or might have even been like 70% of them, uh, don't change their sheets, oh. like change their sheets every once, every four months. Or oh, something. my God. Properly revolting. <laughs> that is, that is. Oh Properly my revolting. Yes. Um, and I think this spurred a lot of conversations, and it was like single men specifically um, who just don't change their sheets for months at a time, which, oh, that does not make me feel very well. Um, but that really horrified me because I have a thing about, I like beds to be clean places. I get very, I get very frustrated if people sit on my bed in their outside clothes. And things like that. <laughs> it's, you know, for me, it's that kind of like sanctuary of rest and like, you know, getting into a nice clean bed yeah. at the end of the day is like a very, a, a joy to me, basically. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, one thing they say, is that people who don't, if you never make your bed, um, it is actually a very good way to thwart dust mites. Okay. So hear me, hear this out. I am, I I cannot leave the house with an unmade bed or return to an unmade bed. It doesn't work for me. Mm. But, um, you know, with your your bed likely home to 1.5 million hungry dust mites anyway, who are feeding off our dead skin and swimming in all the moisture of our sweaty bodies, um, it's pretty disgusting. Um, But... Uh, if you want to stop them, don't make your bed. They say that sheets and blankets tucked in with those hospital corners, nice, sharp, crisp bed, locks in the moisture that mites need to survive. And actually, exposure to sunlight kills them. So if you leave a bed unmade during the day, it can remove moisture from the sheets and mattresses. So the mites will dehydrate and eventually die, which is exactly what you want. The you could idea fold of the getting... sheets down. You could fold the duvet down to the end of the bed instead of not go, making see? it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to make it. It's giving me anxiety just thinking about it, you know. I know, I know. Absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. So that's interesting. Or pick a day. Be like, it's particularly sunny or I can see the sun coming through the window onto my bed. Let's leave the so bed. So I'm making yes. a conscious decision 
decision to leave it right now. <laughs> and you advertise that so that nobody can think that you just left it just like yes, that. This yes. is for the dust mites. I'm doing this for dust mites. Okay. Um, the other one is not washing your hair. Um, apparently is a good way to have a better hair, like uh, your hair uh, keeps it mm. keeps better mm -hmm. so washing your hair every day strips it of all its essential oils and day old hairstyles um, day old hair styles better and generally looks better than mm. freshly washed hair which I would attest to but also I think this was written by somebody who was not living in very high humidity at the height of summer yeah <laughs> yeah you can't survive here in Hong Kong without no you, you can't yeah. when you have um like a big sweaty head all day and the, the sweaty heads of my children are total testament to that um but yes but apparently if the hair that's pretty normal in terms of things like that just go you know you shouldn't be washing it as often as you need to um the other one is that being lazy so being a bit of a slob is actually very good for your blood pressure so we all know the value of exercise Absolutely. It is incredibly important to move your body if you are able to. Um, but also when it comes to mental health, doing nothing has a lot going for it. Um, and it's this kind of compulsion that we have to do something all the time that actually puts us under a lot of pressure. And learning how to do nothing may actually be one of the most valuable skills we have in our current uh, culture where we're all frenetic and overwhelmed and always connected and always available and always have something to do and of course relaxation has a lot of health benefits as well you know it can lower blood pressure reduce muscle muscle tension improve our concentration and mood and increase blood flow to major muscles and I remember reading about this once when I did an audio column a few years ago about boredom and how important boredom is for us to let our thoughts wander and to just have nothing to do for a bit but it's very I think it's much easier said than done and I struggle a lot with this particular thing um, but I did talk to a friend recently so I think something's really wrong with me something's terrible <laughs> with me and then we worked out that she just needed to rest <laughs> and she felt great um, so that's quite funny also <clears throat> when you're if you're not um if you're kind of if you've kind of got like a sense of the things you have to do and that's you're just going to do your bare minimum, you can avoid what psychologists refer to as decision fatigue. Um, so this is a really interesting concept. I've always been fascinated by decision fatigue, which is the idea that we only have a certain number of decisions we're capable of making in a day. <laughs> right. So like this is why like Barack Obama was one like famous example of this. He only had like you know, grey or blue suits, that was it. Because he's paring down every decision he makes because he has to make <laughs> so many decisions in a day. It's, and I agree with this. Like, there's some mornings where I have so many decisions to make on behalf of my family, on behalf of the morning, that I do get to the office and think, I've got no deciding power left. I've got nothing left. <laughs> I've tired. made all my decisions already before home. I <laughs> Absolutely. They've even found that, for example... You know, that's why shopping for groceries can be really exhausting if you don't have a clear list with you because you're having to make all mm. those decisions. Mm. And also they found that judges give harsher rulings later in the day. Oh. Yeah, there was an Israeli university study that examined 1,100 court decisions and showed that 70% of prisoners who appeared in court in the morning received parole, <laughs> oh, while no. those who came in the evening <laughs> had a less than 10% shot at landing a parole deal so um yes yeah, so that's it's the same it's using the decisions it's it's kind of like our willpower so if you're quite a messy slobby person and you're not putting a lot of effort into those decisions you'd have more capacity for more important decisions so that's one thing i suppose mm -hmm. um 
Of course, like the thing is with a little bit of dirt, it's actually good for us. And we're recognizing this, of course, with the fact that we've all been very sanitized and very importantly sanitized for the last few years. I'm not saying that that wasn't something we needed to do. We did need to do it. But of course, like there's things like um, rolling around in mud and playing outside and things like that. That's really important. A Northwestern University um, research <clears throat> paper uh, showed that exposure to common bacteria and microbes may help develop the body's inflammatory systems, which play a crucial role in our um, immune system's fight against infection. And so that we, we need this sort of like early microbial exposure in life as part of our environment um, to kind of function optimally in adulthood, which is super interesting. My own daughter has an immune deficiency, and I remember asking her immunologist when she was a baby, like, do I have to get rid of my dog? And mm. he said, no, not at all. Like, it's good. Immune systems need she gets different used things. To it, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it's really interesting in that way. So yes, so I mean, what would you say? Would you say you have any aspects of your life to be that slob. makes you slobby? <laughs> no, to tell you the truth, no, I'm quite organised. I mean, I'm I'm organised in that. Yes, I want to see things clean, cleared up. I would never, you know, I know of people who don't make the bed and there's a kind of little little cave that they've made in the duvet <laughs> and then they just climb into that little cave and and I couldn't do it. I have to make the bed, I have to move the clothes and like you, you know, picking up any socks and things that my husband's left behind or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I need it. And I can't, if I'm about to do some work or something, I couldn't think straight if the, the room was in a mess. I would need to clear things up and then my mind feels clearer. So, uh, no, I, I don't think I'm a slob. And then some things, I might be a slob in that sometimes, you know, when you've had the dishes from, from dinner and stuff, I've just left them in the sink and I, and I thought, oh, you know, I can't wash them tonight. I'll just wash them in the morning. So that's the only thing which I find, washing dishes but and I don't like ironing. on the scale, really, Sadi. Yeah, and I, I don't like ironing. So piles of clothes might kind of be there, but I, I don't generally tend to iron. I only do it on a need basis. <laughs> mm. Well, that's so, fair, I think. Uh, but no, no, I'm not. The, I don't think I'm a slob. I don't think so. I know people who are, but I don't think I am. I'm proud to say. But um, but oh, I can see good. it gives you anxiety, I think. That's the main thing. Yes, I think it's that. Again, it's like anything that's taking up your your <clears throat> energy and resources in yourself. And mm. maybe for some people, looking around an untidy house doesn't do that for them it doesn't affect them in that way mm, mm. it doesn't make them feel that way um and for others it definitely definitely does um so <clears throat> it's quite an interesting thing there's a lot of ideas that have come out about this though like <clears throat> i love i love seeing the cultural shifts between you've got like marie kondo yeah. like her best-selling book the life-changing magic of tidying up right <laughs> like like that she's just like way at once one end of the scale and on the other end of the scale you've got uh, an author called jennifer mccartney who wrote a book called the joy of leaving your um stuff all <laughs> over the place the art of being messy all right. right and she and she's trying to hope that that catches on and her her point of view is that that's an artistic statement you know clutter on your bookshelves are a decorative mm. masterpiece mm. um and you know that nobody's home is really photo shoot ready if you're actually living in it um which is quite an interesting idea as well and i suppose it does um i mean i find it very funny now um as a mum 
the little piles of things I find in my home. So it doesn't really matter what I do in a day to like tidy things up or keep It'll things organised. It'll just come back with children. It just comes back with yeah. children. And like in the way it comes back, it will just be this little collection. It'll be like a, <laughs> a pencil and a watch and a piece of a jigsaw puzzle and a ball of Play-Doh. Like, and I'm like, where did, how did these things make it to this one corner together? You know? <laughs> um, so it's quite an interesting idea. But I mean, I think, I don't know what the key takeaways are here, right? I think it's just each to their own. How about your kids? Are the kids kind of organised? Do they at the end of the day like you know as kids grow up we kind of teach them that oh yeah you know pack your stuff away at the end of the day and clear up the room and things like that so are the other children inclined to do that without you telling them or have they seen you and maybe respond to it because of that well definitely not without me telling them <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> okay so, yeah because but sometimes think, you may be yeah. born with that sort of inclination you see yeah absolutely i wouldn't say my kids are but i do think they enjoy knowing where things are and having a sense of order as well so it's not i think it's silly to try and create a perfect home and like especially when you're a busy family right mm. like it's really hard to create that perfect it's not like someone's going to walk into my home it's not going to be instagram worthy for a whole day it's if even a minute actually right <laughs> that moment in time is very unlikely to exist unless there's nobody there yeah so i think it's it's that idea as well but i also think like you say i think it's about um like having a sense of like celebrating the mess when there is mess like the mess is here because we're having a good time because we're playing or we have yeah. friends we're over relaxing. And we're, That's yeah right. and you know or or you're really busy on a fun project and you've got newspapers and magazines and printouts and computers everywhere because you're in the thick of something and you let that mess be how it's going to be and then i think that for me and my kids, it's also that feeling like, okay, let's now it goes away so we can have a blank slate for tomorrow and do this all again differently. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. I think I'm going to go home now and go and check that everything's nice and clean. Yeah, I have to say, doing this column has made me a bit anxious. I think I have to go home and find <laughs> something to tidy. <laughs> Cruz, thank you so much. It's given me so much to think about. And, um, yeah, I am relieved. I was a little bit worried. Oh, am I a slob? No, you've confirmed that I am not, and I'm all right. You definitely are not. No, thank you. Thank you ever so much. I think we'll cross over to the newsroom in a few moments. Thanks a lot. I look forward to talking to you again next week, and I can't wait to hear what you're going to talk about again. Take care. Thanks, Sonia. Bye. All right, see you then. Bye-bye.